I feel like everyone is alone. Hi, you're listening to season two of Love Life Millennials. Have a listen and enjoy. All right, this week I am bringing you guys a person that I just knew a couple of weeks ago in a kind of like a talk about career and personal development. She's an interesting person, and I can't wait to introduce you guys to her. And we will be talking around that topic of uncertainty and doubt about life, something that I'm sure each and every one of us must have gone through at a certain point in life. So why don't you say one or two few words? Hi, Anna. Hi, thank you for inviting me to your podcast today. I'm a freshman at New York University, but because of the pandemic last year, I have been in Shanghai, China, for the past year, attending both like in person and online classes.、Mm-hmm. And how did you find the change so far? <laughs> Coping up? I guess because there's nothing really to compare to. I haven't been to the New York campus yet, so. Right now, it's just Shanghai, and it's like the new normal. So I guess I'm adjusting to it pretty well.、Mm. I don't know, like for people who have been accustomed to learning from home now, what will it be like when it's time for you to go to school? I feel like that's gonna be quite a big change. It would be for some of the students who have been doing full online courses at home, but luckily, I guess fortunate for me, New York University has a. Chinese local program that we could go to during this time of pandemic, which means that we get to socialize with a lot of students from New York, New York University, who's currently in China, and also a chance to meet some of the professors. Right.、So、Why don't you tell us a little bit? What's your major? Uh, this is a hard question because, as a first-year student, we haven't decided our major yet. But right now, I'm taking more of liberal studies, meaning language language courses and philosophy literature courses. So definitely no math for me. But I intended to transfer to the business school of New York University, Stern, which is a highly prestigious business school. But are you? Uh, another great question.、Um, actually, I w- really, really wanted to transfer to Stern for I guess the whole past year, ever since、um, summer when I did my internship and realized I have I'm interested in the financial markets. But recently, I thought about this decision of transferring, and because I think I lack a solid reason of. Why I want to, why myself wants to transfer there, other than some of the more, I guess, practical reasons such as my parents' expectations and everyone else wanting to go to Stern and like because it's challenging. So I wanted to challenge myself in a way.、Mm. But if I think about my personal reasons of pursuing, like pursuing a business degree, I I can't really think of a solid one. So far,、mm-hmm. right. So, your parents actually expected you to be a businesswoman in a sense. I would say yes. My my parents are. This is what they would title themselves: open-minded. So they always tell me to find out what I want to do. But once I tell them what I want to do, 
my 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 dad comes up to me with doubt. So for example, if I if I go it, during the summer of my junior year, somehow I was like thinking I was having this whole crisis of oh what what to major in. I guess I had this impulse of joining theater. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a director, mm-hmm. so I told my dad about it, and my dad. Okay, his face. I can still remember his facial express, expressions till this day. He was not that proud. Like he looked okay with it, and then like after three days, he had he had to have this talk with me, saying like how if I want to pursue a career in the arts,、mm-hmm. he can't help me. But if I choose to do finance, as he said it in a very subtle way, but basically he could help me with his connections.、Mm. Yeah. Do you think that would give you? A better advantage, having this connection from your dad. Yeah, I would say yes.、Hmm. So in a sense, the objection from your dad is more on the, what's your career potential as someone pursuing arts, right? Yeah, because when my father entered the workforce, I think one of his major concerns was how high paying is the job. Because my、mm-hmm. dad comes from a really, I guess, poor family and. Like the whole social background was different back then, so he he basically told us that the only reason why he studied so hard in school was to earn a high salary when he graduates and tries to like change his entire life、mm, to improve his life. Yeah. What about you though? What is your concern? Is it also the same like your dad? Maybe. Um, I guess in some sense I have been really fortunate, and think, and I feel like that's attributed to how hardworking my dad was and how lucky he got、um, when he first entered mainland China. I guess in the ninety nineties,、mm-hmm. so he, because he had he had like a British education background, because that time like Hong Kong was still part of colonized by Britain, and、mm-hmm. my dad grew up in Hong Kong, and he. Um, got into a good university, so then China, mainland China at that time, like hired him, and he was earning like so much more than the average Chinese man. And I guess because of that, I was born into a privileged family or like population, and I was able. I I didn't have to worry about money in a way. Even nowadays, my dad would tell me that I don't have to be pressurized because he doesn't need me. I don't need to provide for him in the future. If that makes sense, because many of the children in China they have to think about provide for their parents. Yeah. So just as a context for the listeners at home, Anna's dad is from Hong Kong, an immigrant, but as you also just heard, managed to move to China and was able to settle down in a comfortable way. So I guess it's something that is understandable when a father wants the best for her. Daughter, but in a sense, since you personally knew that you loved arts more, what are the things that are preventing you from taking it in a more, I guess, bold way? Okay, so one correction I would make is definitely now that I think about it, my dad was probably right. Like directing is definitely not my thing. I have no <laughs> knowledge in it.、Uh-huh. It's just like a leisure. I like to watch movies, and that's it, pretty much. But what am I? What's stopping me to pursue my what I think I like, right? What I think I want for myself is the fact that I do not know what I want for myself.、Mm. I think. Okay, so this is my mindset. I feel like rather than regretting ten years later not to follow my what my dad 
recommend me to do, which is to go into like the financial markets and mm-hmm. maybe like pursue like a business major or whatever, because I'm not that confident and secure about my own decisions. I feel like I have no social experience in in anything, and my dad definitely has more than I do. So then. In ten years, I'd rather be the one who's blaming him for for not living the life I want than having the courage to choose for myself. That makes、mm. sense. What that makes total sense. You're basically saying you wanted to pursue stability first, and then maybe we will go for passion, right? And that's I think a certain group of people have this kind of mindset. They've become. Numb to their own feeling, and they just said, "You know what? I'm just gonna build myself some foundation first, so that even if I fail, I can go back to this base." And just like our talk last week about career and passion, I guess there's never a right answer. But I just want to know from your side, though, like, would you really be fine, like, if you are? Imagine like today, this is your 30 years old birthday,、mm-hmm. and then you're a successful businesswoman. You are doing great in st- stock market. You make a lot of money. And let's say, for the sake of the example, you loved film writing, or because you like films, right? And then you just saw, you just think, I want to do that. Do you think you would have the courage to actually jump off your industry, jump off your current work, and terminate yourself as, a, let's say, director of the company, and just go from the ground again? Based on past experience, I would definitely say no. Like I don't need to imagine myself when I'm 30 and like assuming that I have been a quote unquote successful business leader. But if you ask me today, if I have the courage to drop out of NYU and start my own business or 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 enter the workforce, I'll definitely say no to that because that's just not how、mm. I envisioned my life to be like.、Mm-hmm. But I think an interesting point that. I thought about when you were asking the question is, assuming that I am a successful businesswoman in in like when I'm 30 years old, like what what is the success like? How do we define success as humans? What does it feel like to be successful? Because in a way, I feel like I have fulfilled my basic human requirements now. Like I can eat, I can sleep, I have enough to wear, but My kind of greed does not end there, and my greed grows throughout the years as I grow up.、Mm-hmm. So maybe when I was little, buying ice cream or whatever, or or like getting lollipops could be like the biggest thing in my life, and I could just feel very accomplished. And then slowly in in school, it became like getting good grades or or being able to maybe date a very hot boyfriend, and then. In society, it might be to have a high-paying job, or to buy luxury brands. Like it keeps changing.、Mm-hmm. So the thing that makes us happy keeps changing. But I also feel like happiness, in that sense, like back to the like lollipop analogy, is basically dopamine released from your brain. Like basically, feel-good chemicals released from your brain. So in a way, like my happiness when I had. The power to buy a lollipop versus like ten years later when I buy a car could be the same,、mm. right? Although now that I look at it, like a lollipop is definitely different from getting a car, but my feelings would probably be the same.、Mm-hmm. It's just like my greed grew a lot throughout the years. That's a very valid point. 
I definitely agree with you. For me personally, I see success as more or less the same like what you said, just modifying it a little, is that success for me is I can go, I can go anywhere, I can buy anything that I want without caring too much on the price tag. And as you said, the greed will grow, but that implies that I have to have a higher income. So I think for, for me personally, like success means having enough, but, but perhaps like the definition of enough is never enough. Yeah. So I, I just want to know, for does that mean for you when you pursue something, or at least for now your studies, you're not technically thinking of any materialistic gain or... What is it that you're looking for? Is it fulfillment? Because you said you're not really bothered by the amount of money because you're now pretty much self-sufficient. Yeah, I think because my family and they're providing for me, so mon- like, of course I care about money, everyone does. But right now, I'm not seeking for more money. It's just I, but as humans, I feel like there's this like never ending seek for something. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I would be seeking for um, in school, maybe like popularity, making more friends, like being part of like the popular squad or, or buying new clothes or just like as humans, we're never satiated with what we have. And I think in life, it's just like, for example, the career talk we had today, I was really stressed out as I was listening to it because I feel like everyone just keeps thinking about what's next, right? Like I'm in university right now and people are already like planning for a career, how to, how to get, how to prepare yourself for this career, how to succeed in this career, how to climb to like a more like senior position, how to get into the big four companies and maybe like after that I, I start caring for my family. I want to marry a well-off man and I want to have children and I want my children to perform the best in school because that is the only way for them to be, I guess, happy in a way. So it's like a never-ending cycle of trying to fulfill my something so I feel like that something is innate to humans like we're always insecure about something always chasing after something but once you get that goal once you fulfill that goal you think of the next one to fulfill yeah but if your statement is right then isn't the only logical thing for us to do is just focus on the now since whatever we whatever we do there's always another sky higher right so in that sense do you think it's perhaps better for us to just, you know what, don't care about the past, don't care about the future, just focus on the now. What is it that I can do today? Do it as much as I can, do it as best as I could, and excel at it. Do you agree to that? Let me think about this, because if I focus on the now, which is pretty much my mindset as I entered university, especially when we're in Shanghai, Mm -hmm. such, I guess, a fast-paced city, there's like if we want to, we can find anything, like do anything. Um, it's so fast paced. And if I wanted to ha- be happy, I know what makes me happy. For example, meeting new people definitely makes me happy. Socializing makes me happy. Drinking makes me happy. Laughing makes me happy. So I guess 
this is like me ever since university. I my life has been so happy here. I don't have to worry that much about schoolwork because compared to high school, like university freshman university is nothing. Mm-hmm. At least at least for my school right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been really caught up on this short-term happiness because I feel like I need to live in the moment or else I'm wasting my life. I feel like my youth years, youthful years are only so short that I have to. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to experience as much as I could. But at the end of the day, all the happiness I get from socializing, from drinking, from clubbing, will crash. And that crash actually makes me even more hollow inside.、Mm. I feel like it's the hollowness that made me realize I am lacking something. And what do you think could f- fulfill that hollow at this stage, at least, or you just don't know yet? I've been thinking about this for the past two weeks, and、oh, two weeks, okay.、Uh, past few weeks, probably a little bit more than two, but I guess it's a it's a very hard, hard, hard question. I would kind of think of okay, so basically what I've talked about for my life in Shanghai, it's been happy, but I've been focused on the now, on the what to eat next, where to go next, who to meet next. I've filled up my time so fully. That I don't have this alone time to think about to to kind of zoom out on that scale of just current life, but look at my life as like a, from a broader perspective, from a mountain view, like from a bird's eye view, and then I would question: so what is the purpose of this life? Since you get happy, you get sad, you get normal, like like it's just a ride of emotions, never-ending emotions until death. Wow, <laughs> I I can't believe that's coming out of you, <laughs> of a freshman in in college, and you're already thinking that far. I I guess it's it's both good and bad. <laughs> the good thing is you are aware of your future, but the bad thing is you just don't go to the same hollow emotional roller coaster that everyone went through.、Uh, the point that you raise is. Really valid, but I'm just thinking perhaps we are feeling that way because we just don't know where we're heading to. So imagine like you're going on a road trip right now. A lot of us we don't know. Are we going to the beach? Are we going to the mountain? What we're doing so far is just playing around on the side roads. Oh, when we're going, there's a squirrel. Let's play around. Oh, there's a tree. Let's climb it up. But we little that we know that we're not actually progressing that much because we've just been playing on that same zone, left and right, left and right. But we're not moving forward, and the reason why we're not moving forward is because we don't know our destination, which is like, what's the purpose of me doing this? You mentioned about being a businesswoman. It's successful. It feels good. It satiates your. All your worldly wants, yeah, yeah. but wants in the end, right? If if there's nothing that accompanies that sense of fulfillment, then that will be another hollow. Because as you also said, there's always gonna be next. What's next? What's next? But I feel like when we have this sense of fulfill,、uh, this when we have this sense of purpose, we know like, okay, for example, what I learned from most successful people is that the Their purpose is always something related to another person, because they are aware that they themselves will never be enough. So they focus their life trying to do something for others, and just trying to make others feel enough. Now, differentiate that when you do something to others, others may not think that it's enough, but for you, 
that thing gives you a, a very whole sense of fulfillment, right? Using the money that you earn, let's say, to give back to people. So I am just thinking, is it perhaps that life is always pointing us towards a place where we can be of value to others? At least that's what I've been thinking. Mm, at least you're thinking about this kind of stuff, which is pretty rare for like people around me because we're very caught up in just what to do right now, but mm-hmm. not thinking about it in terms of a larger scale. So, I think giving back is a phase of life. Is definitely when you've earned enough money, when you've had a family, like you've basically been through all the necessary quote-unquote necessary items in life mm-hmm. then at some point a person is gonna think about what I've kind of <laughs> briefly mm-hmm. described can I just cut you a little yeah. bit there I feel like the giving back part does not necessarily entail money it can be just anything right for example if I'm a coach I'm giving you my time to make you feel better I if I'm a teacher I'm giving you my knowledge to make you a smarter person so it's not always tied to material aspects yeah it's definitely not limited to just giving back money because i also i guess i kind of volunteered a lot in high school i went to orphanages every week and i fundraised for these children and just like hanged out with little kids but at the end of the day i feel like everything humans do in a sense is trying to fulfill yourself like I do charity just to feel like sure I want to help others but in turn that kind of helps me feel like a better person if that makes sense yeah so in the end like I feel like everything that happens in life I guess my my new mindset is kind of like experience things and then reflect on yourself and analyze yourself dissect why you might have certain emotions certain thoughts and then at the end the world like your world only has yourself in it right so it's it's all about us because that's inevitable in like human existence Mm. everything is selfish in a way it's kind of depressing depressing i don't know is it depressing we're literally labeling people as being overly individualistic and (laughs) insatiable. I feel like everyone is alone, but it's so hard. It's actually really hard for me to actually process the thought. I know like, I guess from books and like from just like sayings, like in the end, everyone is alone, but it's so hard to accept the fact because the way I was raised, everyone was raised like this. We have a family, we have like go from a family unit to a school setting where everyone, every student like gathers in the classrooms. Like everything is done in unison, right? We eat together in the cafeteria with our friends. But I guess everything changed after I entered university. I never thought about that. I never thought that people could actually eat alone. Cause really? yeah, my entire life, Um, In school, I eat with my friends, and when I go back, I eat with my family. And I talked, I socialized, I talked to my friends, and I feel like, I don't know how to describe this. It's just like hard to process the thought that Hmm. we're individuals, because we have been raised in a setting where everyone is 
writing the same essays for the same reasons, doing the same standardized testings, and going to university. Like our life path is more or less the same in a modern city, but it's also we're just alone in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we end up here because we we're talking about career, but I just when when you said that though, I felt like it is. For that exact reason, that perhaps it is the the way to be able to feel slightly whole is that we try to be of value to others. That's why, so that we can feel like we're not that alone because we know we're impacting people. Um, at least that's what I've tried to think over this years. Like, how how can I add value to people? What are the kind of things that we could do to be of more impact to the others and when we can do that when we can achieve that i feel like a lot of people in this society in a sense can be more fulfilled it's good that you have figured out what might make you feel more fulfilled but beyond the materialistic needs because i feel like sometimes when i ask my friends maybe they're just joking like i i ask them like So what do you want to do in the future? And then my friends will jokingly say like make money, but yeah, when I think about making money, it's just like money is just paper. We want to do something with the money. So mm-hmm. I guess everyone needs to figure out their individual reason of mm-hmm. what to do with money and yeah, what you can do to fulfill yourself. I love that statement. Yeah, I think in the at the end of the day, all of us will make some money, right? But the question is, what do we want to do with money? With the money that we earn, although perhaps also it's a little bit difficult for us to relate to people who may be forced to make some money because of their status right now, right? For those people living in a less privileged state, and you know what? I don't have a choice. I don't care about self fulfillment. I just need to have these papers to help alleviate my life. Yeah, and I feel like. Just sustaining a life—it's more about alleviating the stress and pressure of. I guess it has something to do with conformity. Cause my father, like, he was from a poor family, but I'm pretty sure, like, even if he didn't go attend such a good university, he would be able to find a job that would feed him, right? And mm-hmm. like, probably provide for a family. Mm-hmm. It's just like not in such a. I guess like high-paying job, but like he'll be fine. He'll be fine, but because of a, I guess like the wish to be better off, right? To have a higher social status, then he still strives for the best. So with this much deep understanding of what you want, or at least what the people want, let's get back to your major selection. Okay. What What do you plan on doing? <laughs> Or you just don't know. That's always an answer. Okay, I'll just I'll just be honest. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I know for sure. I don't know. And how much time you have till you decide? Less than a year. And also, if I have to decide my major, then I would be taking courses starting from the beginning of freshman year, in order to adjust to that major hmm. kind of. So I guess I'm already kind of halfway there. Mm-hmm. But I still haven't figured out what to do. Mm-hmm. Major selections. It's actually, it's what I told you. I think it's very interesting because, in a sense, you're very 
certain of what you want, but you're just not sure which path to go to that thing that you want. So, uh, at least from a bystander's perspective, I feel like definitely. Okay, I don't want to say definitely. I don't want to hold accountable for your life, <laughs> but I don't think business is the thing that you are pursuing, because literally the only legitimate reason you gave us in the session is that it will be an easy path for you because of your dad's connection, because of how stable it is performing over the past few years. But then, even during our career talk today, we have. Known that the world will be changing, so what you know today may not even apply tomorrow. So, why do you use a history to determine your future? Right. So, yeah, I would say, at least if you have to choose between liberal arts or business, as a bystander, I would choose the liberal arts. Maybe. Okay, I I I found it interesting how you just said that I seem to find seem to know what exactly what fulfilled me, but I would definitely disagree with that statement because I don't know. I don't know if humans will ever have the ability to just fill up that desire, like that insecurity in their soul. You know, like if I think too much about it, I I. Think it becomes quote unquote dangerous because I would think, oh, then why don't I just、um, give up all desires, give up my materialistic sexual desires, and just become a monk, right? I'll just go into the mountains and live a renounced life, not desire anything. Like, yeah, what's stopping me from doing that?、Mm-hmm. Because everyone comes to this world, and we're here. We don't get the choice to decide if we want to live, right?、Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, it's about、uh, a spiritual growth. Like I'm saying, I'm using the word spiritual, but I'm not religious at all.、Mm-hmm. I don't have any religion,、um, but still, I think I'm using it as a sense of speaking of worldview. So, sure, there are so many atheists in this world, but in my in my opinion, everyone does have a religion. That religion doesn't need、mm-hmm. to be like. One of the big ones, like Christianity or or Judaism or whatever, it's how we world we view the world, right?、Mm-hmm. So that my worldview would be that、um, in order for a more spiritual nourishment, I guess just just like we experience different things, we meet different people, and we reflect on ourselves and we grow. Yeah, we grow、mm-hmm. slowly. That's what I think. Yeah, just just to comment on th- on what you said just now about why do we desire certain things? <laughs> You've been laughing this whole time. No, I I think this is a very interesting. <laughs> okay, I don't want to use interesting. I think this is a very thought provoking statement because, as I said, it's both true, but. I feel like a lot of us, we desire certain things. It's very simple, as you say. We just want to be happy. We just want to feel that dopamine rush. And if you are doubting why, why do we need to feel that? Then, because that's just life. Because you just want to have that kind of feeling, right? If you're just going through massive pain and sad and anguish, then I don't think that's called life. So, in a sense, I'm trying to defend that. It is not wrong to search for pleasure, or such such a to search for happiness, but it is the method to to get to that pleasure. So which is why I think you are someone who is very clear on the method, 
you want you have an idealistic way to be fulfilled like in a sense you know you want more than just these lame earthly pleasures but you just don't know what you want yeah i think you're definitely on point on that but yeah, yeah like when you were saying that i'm just out of curiosity so what would you define happiness as i can't really wrap it out i can't really wrap it in just one sentence but i would say happiness is when I can make myself and the people around me happy in the mad in the ways that all all of the people around me can be also can also be happy about. Does it make sense? So I want to be happy. I want people around me to be happy, but I also want them to be happy. The fact that I'm happy. Okay, I so, see. That's your that's your vision of how you would mm-hmm. want your happiness to be like correct because a lot of people say okay i want to make more money but if it's at the expense of others then that's just you being happy not others being happy so if you want to talk about idealism i think this is the utopia for you to be happy and other people feeling happy that you're happy and that is why i think the goal for us to achieve that is by going to this flyover or tall road called helping others because think about it if you help others you help them and they will compensate you in this form of benefits or not even talking about money they will benefit you in this form of appreciation relationship and these will continue to ignite you because these are not finite these are infinite right they can constantly give you without any resource money one day they can run out of money then they can't pay for your class but if they appreciate you for life even when you on the stone or like under your casket, they will say to you, wow, Anna is such a great woman. Andreas is such a great man. So that's my definition of happiness for you. Okay, so that's what you envision your happiness to be like. But I thought about I thought about happiness just as like overall concept. Maybe this is like <laughs> what one semester of philo- like kind of like NYU liberal arts study philosophy, like all the mm-hmm. reading and all the lectures have done to me. So I think of happiness as a relative emotion or like a relative status like Mm -hmm. let's talk about like seasons my favorite season would probably be spring Mm -hmm. like just seeing how everything is bursting into life the leaves turning green and the weather um turning warmer and the skies and the sunshine like that would be what i deem as like the ideal season but if we pretend if we like Hypothetically, if there is a place with spring all around, like with no other seasons to compare it to that season, if flowers, they never wither, they are there forever. Mm-hmm. Like I would appreciate the flowers less because I know there. It's just like normal. Flowers are forever blooming, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like seeing how. I don't know. Like in a state where flowers are forever blooming there's no beauty in it because it's just so normal people kind of take it for granted if that makes sense yeah yeah so you need imperfection to know what is perfect for you yeah yeah and also i feel like that's also like the flower analogy if i put it on life then life is only worth living because of death because our time here is limited right Mm -hmm. so i do think that endings make the process like even more beautiful so I do cherish 
I do cherish my time. I do think my life has been really, I've been fortunate, I've been happy, mm-hmm. but it's just sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think more, I feel like I kind of zoomed out of just my mm-hmm. current emotions. Yeah, I definitely right. can relate to what you're feeling because oftentimes also in my life, I feel like I'm in a state where I would I won't say I'm that privileged, but I don't really care that much about money, and that has always been my outlook. You can ask my mother ever since I was like seven years old. I never thought about how much money I could make, but I just really want to know what am I in life for, and and which is why I think uh, a lot of people in this world has this exact same thing that you just mentioned, which is I want to do this, I want to make money, but they don't they lack that final step so what would you do after you have money and which is why i've created that definition of happiness because a lot of people want to be happy at the expense of other people's unhappiness but since there's this hole which is since there's this hole then that means that there's something that we can try to fill it in and which is that how can i be happy at the expense of other people's happiness so it's it's trying to counter engineer your life in a sense by okay how what what will be my end state and how can i make my process worth it just to be in line with what you said i do appreciate that you actually think about like life maybe after retirement like after you made all this money because i feel like some people don't think about it like actually i haven't started making money yet but i do think maybe a little goal maybe before like in high school i thought like Mm -hmm this amount of money every mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. i'll be happy with it i'll i can be able to sustain with it right mm-hmm. but in the workplace maybe like it's easy to reach that goal but we keep making more we keep spending more we keep reaching our goals and getting our goals and then aspiring for more and more and more right so i feel like it's good that you actually think about what life is like without the social the perks and everything yeah yeah i guess we both undergo the same process, like the same line of thoughts, um, trying to rationalize the, <laughs> they call it the existential crisis, right? Because you don't know why you exist at the same point, at the same time. But at the same time, I know that I want to, oh, this is the word, I want to have some legacy to, 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 to leave the world. I, I'm not, I'm in a such young age to, to say that, but that all comes back as like, why I make this podcast? like. I don't really uh, look for the, uh, in a sense, money, fame a little bit, but it's more about firstly to practice myself, like to, to practice doing this, public speaking and everything else. But the second part is also, I literally had this mind. I want a situation in which when people type my name, my full name on Google, I have one list of page full of my things. Today, if I've typed my name on Google, have you ever done that? Like, there are two or three articles about me because I helped a journalist. Oh, that's very impressive. Uh, no, but it was just a very normal thing for students. Like, that the journalist was visiting Beijing, and then I just helped him to go to Great Walls. So I wouldn't really take pride in that. It's just like a student thing. But it felt good because you type your name, something came out instead of just LinkedIn, Facebook, or whatever things. And actually, that was the goal, you know, so that when people type my name, my podcast will come out. I wanted to make YouTube so that my YouTube videos will pop down. But uh, YouTube is just so later, <laughs> not now. It's another project. 
So in the end, because we just wanted to leave some digital footprint, right? Because uh, we all know that we wouldn't bring anything to the afterlife. Yeah. Wow. I didn't expect for this talk to be very somber and... Oh, really? <laughs> Macabre. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let's cheer up a little bit. Let's yeah, go back. Um, seeing that you have such a very developed mindset of the world, how do you, who do you source your inspiration from? Like, do you have any role models, or do you read certain books? Or I don't. I know you don't listen to podcasts, but where will you go to think about this? I'm glad you asked this question because I also thought about this recently, and I feel like it's just like I'm so I'm always like growing up so absorbed with me in the moment and what to do next that I don't think about this from like a large scale right but I think one point where I actually did think about this was actually because of COVID um so my life before COVID as any maybe like student in high school my life was always filled from 7 a.m in the morning to like maybe 12 30 it's like that every single day and even on the weekends I only go like I, I go to hang out with my friend my parents my friends just to escape and, and kind of like you know repower myself so I have the energy to do that for five days again mm-hmm. and then kind of reset five days reset five days it's like forever that cycle that never ends so I don't get this time to myself to think about all of this right but during quarantine something very special mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. my life like if there's a pause on life that was like the moment I hit pause on my life. I realized, wait a second, so what do I do now? What mm-hmm. do I do now when I have no quote-unquote responsibilities, I have no deadlines in front of me? Mm-hmm. I have all this time to me, I don't need to worry about basic survival. I have like a home, food, and everything, right? Mm-hmm. So now what? I guess this is kind of the moment when people <laughs> get like, out of re- so now what? Like I, I have all this and that. I am living a life, so so now what? It's just like all of a sudden everything becomes empty, which is when I started. I, I did feel a little bit depressed. I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Do I exercise? Yeah, sure. I, I kind of tried to exercise a little every day. I even tried to lose some weight. I, I did all this and all that, but I still feel like it's amplified. My, my hollowness is now amplified. Because in school, I would dream of, my dream will probably be, oh, I want to, like, finally have a day on rest where I have nothing to do, where, like, nothing is in front of me. I, I don't have to do anything mm-hmm. and just relax. But now I, I, I got it. I received, I achieved my goal. But I realized yeah. this is not what I want. This is not what it feels like yeah. to finally reach that state of, like, relaxment. So mm-hmm. re- re- being relaxed. So that's the first encounter. But soon afterwards, I started, like, going to university and all and my time here has absolutely been one of the best and most exciting times because I do feel happy from socializing and in in Shanghai like meeting all these new students coming from everywhere around China and having like unique experiencing talking to them makes me feel really good about myself but in the process of knowing so many people just by statistics I checked my WeChat which is like the social media account Mm -hmm. uh, we use in China Um, I think I made I think I added more than 500 people like wow. for the past semester that's a lot of people six months huh yeah six 80 months, people a month. month yeah so like Three all these new people rushing into my, my life I feel good because I'm 
I feel like, oh, I made so many friends. I'm so popular. And then one day I just thought about it. So what? So what that I'm popular now? So what? So like, what now, right? Like, well, I have so many friends right now, but it's hard for me to actually have a one-on-one connection with them. And my conversations with them has been a little bit shallow in a sense, like what teenagers talk about only. I guess the more the more people that you get acquainted with, you're right. It's the quality of the conversation will always be shallow because you have to start from ground zero again. How are you? What do you do? Where you're from? What's your major? Oh, you're in states. It's always gonna be the same thing. Like for one second, I was thinking, should I just make a recording of my answer? And just like every time people say, okay, you go listen. I'm gonna talk to some other person first. <laughs> so I, I definitely. But it's amazing that you have this very great intuit. Not intuitive. Yeah, I mean you intuit a lot about life and you pontificate about it. And you don't necessarily source it from certain books, but you're just really observing the daily husbands of life. Yeah, but about books, I've actually okay. So basically, for my entire life, I did not understand why we need to read. I know reading has always been <laughs> a positive thing, as all my parents tell me, the teachers tell me. Society just says, oh, people who read are are intelligent. They know more. Like, like all the positive things related to reading them. Like growing up, I'm like that's all bullshit. Like, why do I have to read? Like, yeah, why? I I didn't get it until recently. Like, ever since I started thinking about these things, I feel like books are actually support, like mentally supporting me because I feel like by reading, it's not just pretending to look smart, right? I, I'm not trying to pretend to look smarter than my peers, but reading is like having a conversation with the author. And the author, in some ways, like they specialize in one area, or they like maybe people spend like 50 years thinking about what I started thinking about like a week ago, two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm having a conversation beyond time and space with the author, which makes me feel less alone. Although mm. I didn't fully yet, but I'm trying to embrace the idea that we're all alone, but. It feels lonely. I'm so lonely at times, right? I need to socialize. I need to talk to people. Mm. Yeah. So that's like what I feel like books. <laughs> you, you do have a very unique vantage point of life. I'm I'm almost speechless at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Before you. <laughs> I mean, before you I I honestly didn't understand. Like, this is probably one of the deepest, and if not heaviest podcast that I've ever done. Wow. And that comes from you as one of... I think you are the youngest person who has ever come to the podcast. And I'm mind blown. Oh, <laughs> Great is that why you're laughing? <laughs> no, I'm laughing I because I, I, find it, I find it really interesting. And it's, it's just amazing that someone at, at your age has this very um, raw emotion towards life. Sure, you're not... Yeah, you're not sure yet at this point, but the fact that you're thinking about it to such great extent and to such great depth is something that is above, not above average, that is not average at all. Oh, really? That's not. Okay. It's a compliment, though. Don't don't take it wrong way. Because if you met me a month ago, honestly, especially when you're like, if you're a girl my age, then all we would talk about are probably like relationships Mm -hmm. and like clubbing, hooking up, like all, all those kind of topics. That's good. I guess um, COVID was 
okay, I don't want to say it's meant for you because that would be offensive for people, but that's something that had to happen for you to transform. So that COVID is like your turning point, I guess, from your mundane life to something that is more meaningful, but still confusing. Yeah, honestly, I, I would want to return to the time when I didn't have all these thoughts. Or they say ignorance feel... is bliss, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day I was lying in bed. I thought about this because everyone knows ignorance is bliss. We say it all the time. But sometimes you, like, there's a difference between hearing something and actually understanding something. Mm-hmm. Like, like ignorance is bliss. I kind of I kind of understand it. But then it's just like it hit me so hard that night, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, I'd rather return to life where I was just happy all the time, positive all the time, never had to think about all this, mm-hmm. right? Everything was such much simpler. Mm-hmm. But then after I had this awakening moment, I can mm-hmm. never return to that point. I, I have to keep thinking about it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I initiated this podcast hoping to talk something about more career but we strayed away which is something that is that turns out to be good uh, this is something that i th- i think will touch on a lot of different people so thank you so much for your insights though in a sense not necessarily your insight it's just like a full rant but again as i said i like how this is so raw and i feel these are the questions that a lot of millennials are having in their mind which is very in line with my podcast <laughs> and I yeah I, I honestly don't I honestly don't know what I honestly don't know how what to title this episode now because I think we, we've touched on a lot of different topics but those are equally great so I'm not sure what to give a title to this particular episode but still I really appreciate the talk so thanks for coming um, let's do some more talk next time if we <laughs> You, and, and you, you look like you're done with me this time. <laughs> like, let's, some, let's ponder more about life. I think it's exciting to do it once in a while, but not not too many times. Because like I think my my head could short circuit <laughs> anytime soon. But yeah. So for the listeners at home, I hope you've been listening. To this uh, there's a lot of takeaways. Uh, feel free to cherry pick the ones that you think uh, are relevant for you. And once again, uh, it's just amazing to see such a very wise not wise it's such a very deep and thorough line of thoughts from coming from anna my youngest guest speaker uh, if you do have questions for the questions that you wish you wish to send to me or anna feel free to leave a personal message down in the description box we'll leave our i'm assuming you have instagram right or if you want to add her wechat to add more to her 50 800 uh, connections and if you want to go if you want to exceed that shallow boundary feel free to add her and talk some more with her um but that will be it for this week's episode thank you so much for listening as always i appreciate you i hope you have a good day have a good life and a an even more rich nutritious talk yeah reach out to me and if you think about the things that i think about please save me from my thoughts thank you (laughs) and lastly bye. bye